Well, hello everyone and welcome to Gigi in the 561. I'm Pam Barker. Thanks for joining me on my podcast today on the first day of April, April Fool's Day today. (laughs) (laughs) And I hate those kind of jokes uh, that people plan. I have guests with me today. I would like to introduce Gary Barker, who writes for All Things Cruise, Splash Magazine, and North Palm Beach Live. I say that because we're going to talk about um, travel-related uh, topics today. And Deborah Hamilton Lynn, who writes for everyone. <laughs> Lots of Texas magazines. Tell them about yourself a little bit, Deborah. Ah, let's see. This will this will date me. This will give my age, and it's the one thing I always say is, I my first travel article was published in 1976, and I've been published every year since then. So lots and lots of travel writing. It's have, my passion. You have very deep roots in Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas, and Galveston. Right. And Amazing, amazingly going to be the third busiest port in the United States by the end of the year. That is amazing to me. It's going to be incredible. The Texas market's huge now. And it's amazing because where we are. Uh, we have Miami, we have Port Everglades, we have uh, Port Canaveral. Even Palm Beach has a, a ship that and leaves. Tampa. And Tampa. And Tampa. And, and Tampa. At Sea Trade, which we're going to talk about, they said that Port Canaveral is going to eclipse Miami in the it number of has. passengers. It yeah, <clears throat> it already has. Um, why we are popping in for a very brief uh, podcast today, more to come, definitely more to come. Uh, we just returned from a trade show, uh, very one of the largest i think it is the largest cruise trade show it's called sea trade global and it this year was held in fort lauderdale typically it's held in miami but we just returned from that but prior to the sea trade conference starting we had the most fun adventure on just sitting in, in the in the port on a ship holland america uh, we had a, a really fun little excursion of just being at the port. On the New Amsterdam. On the New Amsterdam. I learned I learned some things. Uh, knew, knew it was Holland and America's 150th anniversary of cruise cruising, and they really do have an amazing history. And what I, the other thing that really impressed me was they have been going to Alaska for 75 years before Alaska was a state. Gary, yeah, didn't that, that yeah. That was amazing. I had no idea. And we, little side note, had, were lucky enough to have a dinner one evening with probably the premier maritime historian in the world, I guess, Mr. Bill Miller, who's been writing about ships, has 200 books about ships and ocean sailing. Uh, very interesting man, not only with his vast knowledge about uh sailing but the way he dressed was absolutely fun yeah. fun fun i loved i loved his attire i really did love that that actually took place in fort lauderdale during sea trade okay let's uh let's let's talk a little bit this is not going to be a very long podcast but we do want, want to hit some high points about sea trade um countries from all over the world come uh exhibitors down to little parts they make for cruise ships it's really hard to describe what sea trade it's like going around the world on one floor it's what you hear the sights the sounds the the smells you know because uh, they all try to attract you Mm -hmm. um 
I don't know exactly how they position it. I, my assumption is money has something to do with it because in the front there were some of the newer ones like the um, Middle Eastern countries had their exhibits in the wayfront. Hong Kong had a big presence. We'll talk about that. But when you go in, it's I love it because it's like living vicariously. Right. You get yeah. a little snapshot of the of the different places. And all of the booths, unlike some of the trade shows I've been to, are manned by people from those countries. They are staffed by right. all these countries. It's like a little mini visit to the country. With, you, know, you get a taste of the culture, a taste of the fashion. Yeah, and the, the and the the food, we should yeah. we should talk about and the drinks we'll, of course. We'll talk about the food and beverage area. Not only do you learn about the countries, what they're doing, what they plan on doing, because coming out of what we are all in that are connected to travel are calling it is the pause instead right. of COVID, because I think we are all weary. We are COVID weary, but. The pause doesn't, and by that I mean P A U S E pause, uh, in the industry. Uh, so not only are people ready to travel, the industry is ready to talk about what they're doing and the exciting things coming up. Uh, but one of my big takeaways with our travel, Gary, you and I, whenever we just travel, uh, our trade shows like this. Every single time you come away with meeting someone extraordinary, someone you learn something new from, and that happened with me this time with a, a p- person that I sat with at a luncheon. She's from Greece, and we just clicked. We just hit it off. But what was really funny about that luncheon? Should I talk about what happened? At Absolutely. Okay. Well, wait. First, talk about what luncheon it was. We were at the. Uh, it was a luncheon sponsored by Hong Kong, and everything, all of their signage, their banners, everything was absolutely the dragon dance. Beautiful. The dragon dance. You're gonna have to go to NorthPalmBeachLife.com. We'll have some photos up there probably faster than anywhere to see those uh, those colorful dragons. But at the end of this beautiful luncheon, um, they had a drawing and the grand prize was a trip to uh, a flight to Hong Kong. And I won it. Yay. Yay. And, out of, uh, and, and there was nothing to do except drop my business card into a fishbowl. Except so, drop our jaws. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I would have paid money if someone would have grabbed a picture of the two of us. Our mouths dropped open and we couldn't believe it. And the thing, funniest thing was they kept saying, Pamela Barker. And, and she was sitting there in shock. There. Like, I know I have to. It's like being at the Oscars when they say, I don't believe it. Well, that's how I felt. That, <laughs> so that means, obviously, trip to Hong Kong. to go to Hong Kong. Anyway. And, and I get to be the plus one, but I got to be on my best behavior. You do. You were you were at another table because they split us up. So we yeah. wouldn't meet new people, which is good. It's good to do that. What would you say, Gary, is your, what's your biggest takeaway? Well, uh, I think the general excitement about uh, returning from the pause you know, they talked about that this, this year, 14 new ships would be launched. Right. In the next three years, 62 new ships would be incredible. launched. incredible. And uh, I guess in three years, uh, they're projecting 40 million cruise passengers. So a lot of uh, positivity and enthusiasm about that. Well, I think the thing, other takeaway was 
If you've never tried cruising as a vacation option, try it. Give it a shot because there's a cruise for everybody. Um, I could make my recommendations for what I think, uh, you know, I, I think especially if you're going to Europe, you should stay at least seven days and do it before and after. And um, one of the things we're talking about as travel writers is doing a little more writing, not just about the cruises, but about the destinations mm-hmm. that are, you know, the before and after and not just that. But when you get to a destination, what you can do, those kind of things. Um, and as far as meeting people, it's it's just incredible. The We, we did the, the, the Hong Kong luncheon probably was the most memorable, but honestly, our table at the Holland American luncheon we were the rowdiest table, and we laughed so hard. You want to tell me who we were with, Gary? Well, we had a special guest at our table, the uh, chief chef for Holland America. And lots of other cruise lines, mm-hmm. evidently. Yeah, yeah. Princess, uh, his name is Rudy, Rudy Soderman. Red Pants. He, he Red Pants Rudy. Rudy. Now, we were at Rudy's restaurant on Oceana. Uh, New Staten Dam. Did he not... Uh, was he? He was not on. That's a different. Oh no, that's a whole other. That's a whole other. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, he's. He, you know, he talked. It was just fascinating because he talked about how he comes up with ideas for the restaurants, and the you know the menus that he does and how he looks. So I think the thing we got lucky is. A lot of the other tables had some of the cruise, not not saying, but yeah. some of the cruise executives right. and things like that. We got to be with the creative part. Yeah. And yeah. we I don't really know why. It's one of those kismet things where the table just meshed everybody. Yeah. We had a lady named Jody from Carnival right. who was very funny. She was so funny. Heidi from All Things Cruise was at our table. Um, us, Rudy, I guess that was it, right? Do we have someone else at our table? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. But yeah. the laughter, those are the kind of moments that you just remember. You may not remember the exact conversation, yeah. but, you know, and and funny thing is Rudy had designed the menu with the executive chef of that particular ship. ship and we really didn't talk about food. We really, he did, we didn't. He And a lot of these people that work on in the travel industry, it is there. It's like it would be like us talking about what we do with people. They don't really want to do that. They love talking about, what about you? Or their childhood, or their home country, or what they do when they're not working. Mm-hmm. And and it's and it's really great. You learn, it's a personal touch that they bring. Um, you know about kind of what they do on the ship. But when you have the opportunity to talk to them about things they do in their spare time. Oh, he showed us the pictures of his dog, he remember? Did. Yes. Yes. But Those. speaking of food, um, part of the uh, reason we were on Holland America was uh, it, uh, they were celebrating Alaska, and they're, they have a very uh, uh, robust program with Alaska sustainability and sustainable fishing, and so we got to sample some Alaskan food. Lots of Alaskan food, and I got to learn, because when you go to Alaska... On any cruise, it doesn't matter. They teach you this thing that you do with your hand, and I couldn't remember, oh, so I'll, I'll go through it. So if you hold your hand up, start with your thumb. These are the five kinds of Alaskan salmon. So the first one is chum. The second one is sockeye, so think about putting that finger in someone's eye. The third one is king, because it's your longest finger. The fourth one is silver, because that's your ring finger. And the fifth one is pink, 
because it's your pinky. But the funny thing was, we were talking to <laughs> the Alaskan tourism woman, fish person, and she couldn't remember, so she, we had to go through it all. It was uh, like, you know, we were... This is funny. She looked it up. Yeah. She looked it up. But it's, it's those kind of things. And then, you know, you had rum and coffee I did. in Jamaica... And we had a great Bahama Mama. That was uh, Puerto Rico. I mean, Puerto Rico, yes. Puerto Rico. And then Bahama Mamas, what they do to describe to people is different ones have different times and different days where they have little sort of invitation, like the Bahama Mama things the last, or was Wednesday. Um, I guess Virgin Islands has people dancing all the time. It's you're right. It's hard to describe, but it is like going. There was a girl, the girl in uh, where was she? Taiwan that was playing the violin. Yeah. God, she was wonderful. Yeah. And the and a, another arm to it this year was a, a whole different building. You had to walk through um, a, a little bit of parking garage to get to another building very near the convention center in Fort Lauderdale. Food and beverage at sea is what it's called, and we didn't, we were unable to spend enough time there because we were that kind of came at the end of our stay. But well, I think that depends on how you look at. It. I think if I'd have spent more time in the speakeasy, I might have gotten in trouble. Well, that is true. <laughs> that is very true. But it was so well done. It was so well laid out, and every single one that we met. Uh, really had interesting stories to tell. We, for example, we walked up to the company, the and the it, it's also beautifully done. And I and I I've I have a lot of event experience, and I know it was so beautifully done. Uh, the, the the waffle maker, the industrial waffle maker, they have in all hotel, any hotel you go to, pretty much um, that has breakfast you will have this kind of waffle maker. Well, when we went up to them, they're trying to get them on all cruise ships. Well, here's why. There's so much more you can do with a waffle maker, he was telling us. He offered to make us any kind Who of knew? waffle. You could, he was going to do a uh, Oreo cookie waffle for us, a ham and cheese waffle. But the what they're trying to get their cruise lines to do for kids, really, you can. There's a way you can make the the ice cream and waffle combination instead oh, of just having a scoop of yeah. you know the soft serve ice cream. You use this waffle apparatus. So it's like a waffle cone. It's a whole yeah. different dessert yeah. that the, the kids can make, and it's safe for them to to use. So just weird little stuff like that. A, a tea company. Uh, for hot tea, it, it's just amazing. And the best drinks, you need to post on on your North Palm Beach life the drink menu. I my drink in the speakeasy was the best drink I had the whole time. Oh, mine was too easily. What the what they did in the speakeasy when you walked into this building there if you went and turned left you went into the main exhibit area, but to the right, and it was a little bit hidden, was what everyone, well, it was called the speakeasy, and it was a small room that looked like a, a, a speakeasy club. It wasn't very big, but really decorated, and I got to have Gary get on a kind of a retro bike. He was a good sport. In order to, there's more than just getting on this little bike in the speakeasy. That's it didn't move. It was not stationary a, bike. It, thank you, Deb. It was stationary. And you got to make 
Margarita. Yeah, you. it had an apparatus in the front that they placed the blender. And I had to pedal like crazy. <laughs> he's like, I, I videoed. He's like, pedal faster. And then he... Uh, we the faster really... you go, the more it blends. And, right. And we don't really drink margaritas, but we sample that. And he said, you want me to serve these to everybody? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just stuff like that. So we uh, want to keep this kind of short and sweet. So you guys, let's hit on your uh, uh, other points that, that um, we'll, we're going to do more podcasts about sea trade but I think my two biggest takeaways from this year well first of all the fact that we actually hesitated to go was was interesting and then probably had more fun than I had more fun than I've ever had at a sea trade event I wish I had had one more day yeah. to, to meet more people on the floor and that mm-hmm. kind of thing but meeting people and going to the, we didn't even mention the panels, but there were panels that were interesting. And my takeaway from that was I was listening to them talk about the pause and everybody talks about the negative things that happen. Mm -hmm. I would like to talk about the positive that I see in that. What I see that as, and as I listened was, you know how when you're, you never have time to clean out your drawers Mm -hmm. or whatever. So many of these ports Clean, not only cleaned out their drawers, but when they had time to think, they made big plans. I think that a lot of the cruise industry will speed up faster than it ever would have if had we not had the pause. Mm-hmm. For example, um, Barbados. Mm-hmm. They Barbados has a lot of ports that are, I believe they told us, commercial ports. And they're switching over. You know, they're changing now. They're building terminals for cruise lines so that they can have more ships come in and more ports. And I I heard that not just from Barbados. I heard it from Columbia. Mm -hmm. We didn't even talk about Columbia. We should talk about Columbia. The new river cruises. And we met these two fascinating little young ladies. And they were young. It made me want to... I rarely want to be young again, but I did when (laughs) I met them. And who knew that there was so much to explore in Colombia? Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot. So you learn so much. You meet so many people. People are doing so many more interesting things. And I think you have to credit the pause for some of that because it gave us time to stop and think and, and you know, innovate, more innovative apps, more innovative products. Probably would have seen more over on the F&B side, but even... Even on the side we were on, we didn't go into the product side as much. We were, I hate to say, you know, when you go, you just really want to immerse yourself in the floor where it's all the countries. At least I do, because that's my love. That's what I do. Yeah, and I I, I think, too, uh, kind of, uh, you know, piggyback on that. The, uh, what I really enjoy was the genuine warmth and and friendliness of the people on these islands uh, that comes through that they they really do uh, want you to come. They want you to experience their culture. They're proud. They're proud of their islands Very. and their culture and their food. And it's just, it, it's infectious. You know, you stay, you, you're with them and they're smiling and they're telling you all about the great things about coming to visit them. And you want to go right then. Exactly. And I know Pam did this too. I know nothing or knew nothing or very little about American Samoa. But when you meet the people from American Samoa, you want to go there. Yeah. And the funny one was, and we this was hilarious, Pam and I were looking through the list, and I go, do you know where the Cook Islands are? 
Pam goes, I don't think so. So we figured out they're in the South Pacific. So I'm like, okay, Cook Islands, they're on my list. <laughs> Cook Islands would have never been on my list. Absolutely. I think for me, just like travel, I think what it helps you to do, step out of your comfort zone. When you go into a trade show like that, you can choose to be one or of two ways. You can let it intimidate you because it's, it's even though it was a tiny bit smaller maybe, uh, and not talk to people, bypass their booth because you're not comfortable maybe. Uh, but I, I kind of equate it to travel. It's like it is what you make it. And going to a trade show and coming away with new relationships, new contacts, new dreams about where you want to go, where you want to to explore, maybe where you have been, maybe where you haven't been. It it tweaks your your adventurous side for me. It's like I never thought about that. It's like the river cruising in Europe that you can do. What one thing I loved hearing, and we've done a river cruise in Germany. Um, they are they are doing things to expand exactly. your experience on river cruising, of course in this country as well. Um, and special interest cruises. They a lot of, there was a lot of talk about wine cruises. There mm-hmm. was even believe it or not, I was talking to someone and they it was scenic and they have a whole cigar for people that are cigar aficionados they have a whole cigar thing where they you know but lots of wine lots of culinary lots of those kind of things i think you were i think you you either have tra- travel in you as a passion as you said at the beginning it's your love um, or you don't perhaps it doesn't matter because sometimes travel can be a challenge uh, yes it may be things aren't like your home country, they're not. But if you go into it understanding that and knowing I want a new experience, I don't want it to be like home. I want to find out, I want to go to the local places, the restaurants or whatever you possibly can when you're there, you soak it up. You may never be back. Immerse yourself in the culture, learn about the culture. That's how you become a citizen of the world. But even, even if you're not comfortable traveling outside the country right now, there were lots and lots of people talking about talking about the river cruises, the expansion in the river cruises with the American American Queen, American a lot of the American cruise lines, lots of lots of cruising on the West Coast. I think, didn't you talk about Seattle and Washington? Is right, that, you can go uh, the Northwest. You can uh, obviously go on the Mississippi, the Ohio. Just about every waterway in America has. A and cruise. all coast, and, east oh, and, and West Coast. You know, the Great Lakes have cruises and. You know, I think that to me, if there was one theme, it was like people want to buy experiences, not good, not things. Right. And experiences are very important now for people. And as a family, that's bigger than ever to go with your family. Intergenerational travel is yeah. huge. It is very big. So I think if you like Deb, you started out, uh, if you have never traveled, whether it's a land vacation where it's just strictly a destination you get on a plane you go you're going to stay there for a week you're going to immerse yourself in a country or uh, wherever you choose to go in even in this in in this country or you're doing a a cruise you're going around the world whatever it is um, there is something for everyone there really is a price range size of ship it doesn't mean you have to get on a big ship with thousands of people there are smaller yacht style cruises 
it's it's vast and it's fun and it's exciting. And I promise once you do it, you'll get hooked. I think so too. <laughs> um, any last quick thoughts so we can wrap up? Just go and yeah, let and, go. and and if go you you know if you want to know let us we'll we'll tell you our stories yeah. <laughs> you know we're happy to share our experiences. I want you to tell people how to contact you if uh, they want to connect with you find out more about your writing if you want to share that if you don't that's okay. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way because I have a lot of different things. One thing is go to uh, a new Facebook group that we've developed called 365 Ports of Call World Travelers. And we'll be sharing our travels, and we want the people in the group to share theirs. The group's open to anyone. They can post pictures. We're going to have the group available for Instagram and Facebook. And so if you want to live vicariously a little bit, but you can contact me through that, 365 Ports of Call World Travelers, and then I'll get back to you. If you have any questions about anything we post, I was fortunate that I got to go with Regent for 18 months around the world, nine cruises. And I've been to a lot of ports of call. So there Lots you go. Lots of experience in this room. Uh, a lot of miles. A lot of miles traveled. Gary, they know how to find you. North oh, yes. Beach Live. Yeah. All Things Cruise, Splash Magazine. And these podcasts always rest on northpalmbeachlife.com and 20 other platforms, including iTunes, Spotify. Uh, what am I missing? Pandora Apple. and iTunes. Thank App- you, Dad. Amazon, Google. Uh, and more to come. We'll be sharing uh, some new things that the three of us and maybe one other person. Um, we have some new things we'll be sharing in the, in the near future uh, that's going on with us. So stay tuned for that and stay tuned for our podcast. Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, North Palm Beach Live. Com. Thank you, as always, for being here with me. Bon voyage. Yep. Yes, and happy bon cruising. Voyage. And be sure to stay with me at Gigi in the 561. I'm Pam Barker.